Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of 10 Minute Marvel. I'm your host, Petter. Today on 10 Minute Marvel, we're going to be talking about Moon Knight Episode 4. But before I get to all of that, I just want to thank you all for listening. I hope that you're enjoying the podcast. If you are, please consider sharing it, subscribing, leaving a rating and review. All of those things help more people find the podcast and join into the 10 Minute Marvel community. So you might have noticed I didn't say there was any news, and really there isn't. Uh, the only thing I'm going to plug right now for news or Marvel-related stuff is that I'm going to have an upcoming live stream, or actually it might have happened by the time that this is out of myself, unboxing all of Marvel United X-Men. That's going to be over on the Malts and Meeples YouTube channel, so if you're interested in that game and want to see all the content there is for it, you can go over and check that out there. But Let's talk about Moon Knight Episode 4, because, well, Episode 4 is where things start to change in most Marvel shows. It's going to have something big going on in it. And out of all of them, I think that we might have had the biggest thing happen in Moon Knight. So just to quickly recap the episode, and I mean, if you haven't watched the episode yet, just skip this episode of 10 Minute Marvel until you are caught up. There's no way to avoid spoilers. So in this episode, Stephen Grant and Layla have to escape some of Harrow's men, and then they make it to the dig site where Harrow has unearthed the tomb where Amit has been trapped. And they get there after Harrow's men and women have already gone in, but things aren't going too smoothly for them. There is, I believe it's what they term Hekka priests, who are basically priests who are buried along with the dead Pharaoh. In this case, the Pharaoh is Alexander the Great, and these priests were basically there to help protect the pharaoh who was buried there. Or in this case, what they're doing is they're kind of mummified, zombie-esque type creatures who are trying to stop everybody from getting to Amit getting to her statue, and as well as robbing or desecrating the tomb. So that's kind of the first part of the episode, is all of that until eventually Stephen and Mark find Amit's little statue, and then Harrow's men show up. Now this is after some conversation with Mark and Layla about what happened at the dig site with her father when he was killed and kind of how Mark grew c and connected with Layla while he was trying to apologize for what had happened to her father, even though it was the other mercenary who he was with who double-crossed him and shot him and left him for dead as well. So this is very much the origins of Mark Spector and Moon Knight from the comics. We just haven't seen it on the screen yet, and I'm not sure that we're going to, but that's a little bit of an aside. This whole piece very much has this Indiana Jones Tomb Raider feel to it. In fact, I believe one of the shots where they're going through a narrow crevasse is actually the same location as one of the Indiana Jones films. I forget which one it is, but it's intentionally stylized to look that way. And then obviously when you're having Layla do a lot of the stunts and a lot of the running along walls or not running but sliding along the edge of a wall to avoid falling into something that is very reminiscent of like a Lara Croft Tomb Raider, especially the newer ones which have some of that horror 
element to them. But things take a weird twist partway through when Mark attacks Harrow's men, basically to keep them from getting the statue of Amit, as well as more so to protect Layla, and Harrow shoots him twice. He falls backwards off of this pedestal with the sarcophagus into this shallow pool of water, and then it flips around and we see Mark sinking deeper and deeper and deeper into this pool of water which didn't exist, and he comes to in this white mental hospital with all the people that we've seen, Donna, his boss, from the museum, Layla Crowley, the living statue who he confides in, is there calling bingo numbers and ones that can't even exist. And we're left to question whether or not what we have seen thus far is real. Now, as a little bit of a potential spoiler to the spoilers, is that there's a comic book line where he has something similar that happens to him. He gets trapped kind of in his own head, where the different personalities haven't been coexisting well, and Mark has to, in his head, work to reconcile basically himself having DID to then be able to fully live back out into the real world. Now, I think we're getting something similar to that here as kind of a near-death experience. This is probably going to be something like the River of Reeds that he talks about at the very beginning. That's where souls are judged. And we've definitely seen a few souls of Mark Spector's lying around with one of them in a sarcophagus being Stephen Grant and another sarcophagus being in there. This one is very different in its looks. It's much bloodier, redder looking, and this is most likely going to be Jake Lockley. And then we have Tauret, who is a hippo deity of fertility, birth, and sometimes reincarnation, rebirth, connected to the Ennead, believe part of the Ennead, and she shows up and says hi to them at the end, and they both scream. The question is, where are we going to go here for episode 5? There's a ton of things that happened in this past episode, and there's going to be a ton of different questions. So there's going to be two different tacks that I take for this. The first is, what's going to happen in next episode? I think next episode is going to be kind of a journey of Mark within himself, where we'll probably meet Jake Lockley as the third personality, the one who's been doing the killing, and Mark having to reconcile all of these different personalities. Because if you think about it, he kind of created Steven as a personality that is everything that Layla loves, yet the kind and meek side of things that he's also going to then apologize and ask for forgiveness for killing her father or being party to that, which I think is interesting. Because then if you think about, okay, he's created that side. That is the nice, good side. What is the other side potentially that he's created? Because Mark himself is not this just exceedingly violent individual. He knows how to be violent, but it is not his go-to, and he will pull a punch, as we saw while fighting the street thugs. So I think we're going to see that he has created this other personality that's much harder for him to reconcile with, this Jake Lockley, who is going to be 
more gruff, any means necessary to get stuff done? And how are those three personalities going to work together? Or maybe we're just going to get the hint of Lockley. And this whole time in this purgatory state or unconsciousness, whatever it might be, he is going to be reconciling Mark and Stephen, and actually both Mark and Stephen, reconciling themselves to the other so that they can work together. Because up to this point, they keep on running into issues because they work separately. When Steven takes over, there is no ability to fight or defend themselves, even with the Mr. Knight suit. And on the other side, this whole thing is about the Aeneid and about what is going to be happening with the gods and with humanity if Amit is free to judge everybody. And that's something that Mark doesn't know anything about. They're probably going to have to fight Harrow at some point in time. And all of this happening while Harrow is trying to release Amit so that Amit can have her full power back. It's going to be interesting. But I think the whole next episode, like I said, I think it's going to be them trying to reconcile themselves to each other. But let's talk a little bit about where this whole thing is going, because I think there's one suspicious thing that if you're not watching like detailed breakdowns might not be as obvious or something you even think about. But the Ennead, this group of nine, there were only five members up there. And I speculated, okay, well, maybe we have Khonshu as one, maybe Amit's supposed to be another one. So we know what's happened to two of them. Now we're short two still, but we've seen a lot more statues. And I think it's less that there's supposed to be more of them. And there are. I think it's more that there's a rogue element within the Ennead. I think that the three who kind of make all the decisions, at least from what we saw, they're turning the other gods into statues. Anybody who goes against them, anybody who isn't within their plan, they want to take out. So what is their plan exactly? Why do they care about this? And this is where, I mean, my guess is it's a stretch, but I could see it happening. Their goal is for Amit to be free. Now, their goal isn't for Amit to run free. Their goal is for Amit to be free. Why? Because when you have a deity judging everybody before they've done everything wrong, humanity is going to take notice. Humanity is going to want somebody to step up. And as Danny had said, they didn't abandon humans. Humans abandoned them. So what better way to get humans to need you again than if there's a rogue gog killing off everybody who does anything slightly wrong. So now, this group has created a problem. Problem of Amit. They don't care about Harrow. They don't care what he's up to. They just want Amit free so that then they can go and save the day. And once they save the day, then the people who abandoned them will be there to worship them again, which probably is in some ways how they get some of their power. But let me know your thoughts on that theory. Let me know your thoughts on episode four. You can do that down in the comments over on nerdologist.com or on Twitter. Tweet your thoughts to me at the scandal or with hashtag 10minmarvel. Again, thank you so much for listening. I gave a few ways you can help support us at the beginning, but we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash nerdologist. The money there goes to help improve the quality of this podcast, as well as the Malts and Meeple's YouTube channel and nerdologist.com website. But with that, I'll see you next time.